Issue Review, Fiscal Services Division, December 30, 2014. State Employee Sick Leave Benefits at Retirement. Issue. This issue review examines the history of early retirement incentive programs for state employees, the Sick Leave Insurance Program, or SLIP, the Peace Officers Sick Leave Bank LSB Program, and the treatment of sick leave balances at retirement. This issue review does not examine the utilization of early retirement incentive programs in the Board of Regents, Community-Based Corrections, or CBC, local governments, or school districts. Affected agencies, all state agencies except the Board of Regents. Code Authority, Iowa Code Section 70A.23. Background, all data analyzed in this issue review is from the Centralized Payroll and Department of Transportation, or DOT, payroll systems, or from previously published reports. Data pertaining to sick leave earnings and utilization are limited to permanent full-time positions. Limiting data in this way avoids the distortion that the inclusion of part-time employees would have on the averages per employee. There have been multiple programs aimed at encouraging state employees to retire early that were of limited duration or utilized differing incentives. Each program offered either health insurance or financial incentives or both. This time frame covered in this issue review is fiscal year 1986 through fiscal year 2013. There are presently two ongoing programs available to employees of state agencies. These programs are summarized. Both are based on the number of hours of sick leave the employee has banked at the time of retirement. The value assigned to the sick leave is a function of the hourly rate of pay, the number of hours banked at retirement, and a conversion rate. The Sick Leave Insurance Program, or SLIP, was negotiated with the American Federation of State, County, and Municipal Employees, AFSCME, Iowa United Professionals, IUP, and Public Professional and Managerial Employees, or PPME, for the 2005-2007 Collective Bargaining Agreements. The program was extended to non-contract employees with passage of 2006 Iowa Acts Chapter 1020. The Sick Leave Bank SLB program offered to peace officers of the Department of Public Safety or DPS and the Department of Natural Resources or DNR has been in place since the State Police Officers Council's SPOC First Collective Bargaining Agreement, CBA, dated April 18, 1977. At that time, when officers were promoted, the benefit was restricted to the hours earned while covered by the CBA. Subsequently, legislation was passed and supervisory peace officers were allowed credit for all sick leave hours when SLB benefits were extended to supervisory peace officers within both departments at the same time the SLIP was created. Since 1986, legislation has been enacted for eight early retirement incentive programs offering benefits to eligible employees during a limited period or window of time. The programs approved offered varying degrees of benefits to eligible employees. Of the eight programs, one, 1991 Iowa Acts, was item vetoed by the governor. The cost and effectiveness of these programs has varied depending on the incentives offered and the window of time that eligible employees must apply. The State Auditor's Office conducted a review of the 1988 program for state agencies and regents merit personnel. The auditor's report identified 45 non-regent positions associated with 301 participants that were eliminated. The report further identified $1.6 million in program costs over a 21-month period and a net program savings of $3.6 million over the same period. 
Estimated savings and costs for the other programs are available in various other publications from either the Executive Branch or the Legislative Services Agency, or LSA. These sources are referenced later in this issue review. Early retirement incentives offered during a limited time period can make effective succession planning difficult for agencies. Half of the programs offered have required application and retirement within six or fewer months. For example, as a result of the incentive program offered in fiscal year 2010, 112 correctional officer retirements occurred in fewer than five months, representing 7.8% of the correctional officers employed at the time. During the same period, an additional 28 correctional officers were terminated for various other reasons. In the Department of Human Services, a total of 99 of 790 income maintenance workers retired under the SLIP, or 12.5%. Please see Table 1 and Table 2 of this issue review online. Information on how to find it online will be given at the end of this issue review. SLIP, Centralized Payroll Employees excluding DPS, DNR, peace officers. A survey of state employees that were eligible to participate in the 1992 Retirement Incentive Program was conducted in 1993. Of those that retired, the overwhelming majority of respondents, 92%, indicated that the health care premium incentive played a significant role in the decision to retire. The survey revealed the decision to retire encompasses many important elements including one's health, and that of one's spouse, the degree of job satisfaction, concerns about meeting escalating health care costs after retirement, and the desire to maximize retirement benefits. At the same time, a comparison was made of sick leave usage among AFSCME, IUP, and non-contract employees to SPOC employees who already had a program assisting with the cost of health insurance at retirement. Data available at the time indicated that the average employee in SPOC utilized a fraction of the sick leave compared to other bargaining groups. While the data used to make this comparison is no longer available, there is ample data to analyze prior to the implementation of the SLIP to make a similar comparison. The SLIP first offered during negotiations for the 2001 through 2003 AFSCME Collective Bargaining Agreement, or CBA, was ultimately negotiated with AFSCME and IUP for the 2005 through 2007 CBA and became effective July 1, 2006. The implementation of the SLIP required a change in sick leave accrual in exchange for post-retirement health insurance benefits for employees. Prior to July 1, 2006, employees covered by the AFSCME and IUP CBAs accrued 18 days or 144 hours of sick leave per year. The post-retirement benefit available was limited to a cash payment for accrued and unused sick leave up to a value of $2,000. Any sick leave value in excess of $2,000 was simply forfeited. The SLIP entitles employees to as much as 100% of the value of accrued and unused sick leave based on the amount of accrued and unused sick leave available at retirement. In any case, the lesser of 100% of the value of the sick leave balance, or $2,000, is first paid to the employee in cash and the remainder, if any, is converted at the employee's regularly hourly rate of pay to create the SLIP balance. In return for the increased entitlement, employees agreed to change how sick leave is accrued. The accruals of sick leave time and the value to which the employee is entitled 
are reflected here. Sick leave balance, accrual rate, value converted at retirement. Sick leave balance, 0 to 750 hours, 18 days, 144 hours per year. Accrual rate, 60% of value based on hourly rate of pay, value converted at retirement. Sick leave balance, more than 750 but under 1,500 hours. Accrual rate, 12 days, 96 hours per year. 80% of value based on hourly rate of pay is the value converted at retirement. And sick leave balance, more than 1,500 hours. Accrual rate, 6 days, 48 hours per year. 100% of value based on hourly rate of pay, value converted at retirement. The SLIP balance is available to pay for the state share of the state group health insurance plans. The employee must remain in the program by utilizing the sick leave bank for the payment of premiums from the point of retirement until any of the following occurs. The participant's sick leave bank is exhausted. The participant turns age 65, becoming Medicare eligible. The participant terminates participation in the state's group insurance program. The participant returns to permanent employment with the state. The participant fails to pay any required amount or the participant dies. When one of the aforementioned occurs, any remaining cash value attributed to the sick leave bank is forfeited. The employee is ineligible to participate in the program and any balance remaining is not transferable to another person, including a spouse. Only a portion of the total banked sick leave value for all retirees will be utilized under the SLIP due to the termination prior to retirement coverage under a spouse's health insurance, returning to state employment, turning 65, or passing away prior to 100% utilization. The value of sick leave accrued to full-time state employees covered by the SLIP as of June 30, 2014 was slightly less than $329.7 million. According to the Department of Administrative Services, or DAS, on average, as much as 50% of the value available is not utilized because the participant meets one of the aforementioned conditions. In one instance, a participant had an initial SLIP balance valued at over $180,000 but only utilized approximately $50,000 before turning age 65. The current liability for the SLIP is unfunded as no trust or fiduciary account exists to accumulate funds for the liability. The costs of the SLIP program are borne by the operating budgets of the agencies that the employees retire from. No funding has been appropriated from any source to pay these costs. State Police Officers Council and Supervisory Peace Officers Sick Leave Bank The SLB program offered to all sworn peace officers of the DPS and the DNR has existed since the first CBA negotiated by SPOC in 1977 and may have predated that agreement. The SLB program makes 100% of the value of the accumulated and unused sick leave balance available to peace officers at the time of retirement to pay for 100% of health, dental, and or life insurance premiums during post-retirement years. Sick leave accrual rates for peace officer employees covered under the SLB program are as follows. Sick leave balance, 0 to 2,000. Accrual rate, 18 days, 144 per year. Value converted at retirement, 100% of value based on employee's hourly rate of pay. Sick leave balance, more than 2,000 up to 2,500. Accrual rate, 12 days, 96 per year. 100% value converted at retirement, value based on employee's hourly rate of pay. More than 2,500. Sick leave balance, accrual rate, 6 days, 48 per year. 
Value converted at retirement, 100% of value based on employees' hourly rate of pay. Employees covered by this program may terminate participation in the state insurance group and enroll in a post-retirement employer's health insurance benefits, then return to utilize the value of the SLB to pay for 100% of the health, dental, and or life insurance premiums for any insurance carrier's policy. If a member leaves the state insurance group, they may not return to the group plan and must pay the premiums to the insurance carrier of their choice and request reimbursement from the employing agency at the time of retirement. Covered employees may also return to state employment other than peace officers retirement system covered employment and utilize the SLB to pay for the employee portion of a state group premium. Employees may use the SLB for the purchase of life insurance, term, whole life, or universal life with the face value up to the value of the state life insurance carried by the employee at the time of retirement. Limits presently in place are maximums of $50,000 face value for officers covered by the SPOC CBA and $100,000 face value for supervisory peace officers. If a covered employee predeceases his or her spouse, the remaining value of the SLB is transferable for the continued payment of premiums for the surviving spouse and any remaining dependents. The program for retired peace officers only ceases when the SLB is exhausted. The DPS current SLB liability is unfunded as no trust or fiduciary account exists to accumulate funds for the liability. The DPS does receive a general fund appropriation of approximately $280,000 to pay a portion of the annual premiums. The balance of those premiums is paid from operating appropriations of the divisions. The DPS pays the health, dental, and life insurance premiums as they become due to the state group carrier or reimburses retirees the cost of premiums as claims are submitted. The DNR funds the liability of retiring officers at the time of retirement by transferring from the operating account to a fiduciary fund in DAS the full value of each retiree's sick leave bank. The majority of officers of the DNR that are eligible to participate in the program are conservation officers and are funded from the Fish and Game Trust Fund. The SLIP and SLB participation rates, current liability value of bank sick leave, and the cost of annual premiums as of June 30, 2014 are reflected in Table 5. Sick leave accrual and usage. The earliest fiscal year with detailed payroll information sufficient for analysis is fiscal year 1996. Since that time, the accruals and usage of sick leave have changed considerably. Some changes are linked to the implementation of the SLIP program and other changes determined by the behavior of the employees appear to run contrary to what one might presume when considering the benefits of the SLP policies. The average annual rate of sick leave accrued among all centralized payroll and DOT employees has dropped from a high of nearly 140 hours per employee per year in fiscal year 1996 to just under 120 hours per employee per year in fiscal year 2013. This change in accruals is almost entirely attributable to the change in accrual rates implemented under the SLIP in the CBAs and Iowa Code Section 70A.1. The annual value of the reduction in sick leave accruals is estimated at $9.6 million, calculated by multiplying the average hourly rate of each bargaining unit by the change in sick leave hours accrued in each bargaining unit. 
Employees are permitted under each of the CBAs in Iowa Code Section 70A.1 Subsection 7 to convert sick leave to vacation at differing rates dependent upon the employee's number of accrued and unused hours of sick leave. The average annual rate of conversion of sick leave has declined in a fashion similar to the reduction in sick leave accrual over the same time period. The conversion rate has dropped from a statewide average high of 36.65 hours per employee per year in fiscal year 1996 to 9.60 hours per employee per year in fiscal year 2013. The estimated annual value of the reduction in sick leave not converted to vacation is $11.5 million. Declining sick leave conversion is a predictable change in behavior given the benefit derived from the SLIP. The conversion of sick leave had begun to decline before the SLIP was first offered in 1999. A possible explanation for changes in behavior prior to the SLIP is that the first attempt at negotiating the program in 1999 may have raised awareness of the potential value of a banked sick leave. The trend of reducing the number of hours converted to vacation continued beyond the inception of the SLIP leveling off after 2010. The total decline in conversion from fiscal year 1996 through fiscal year 2013 was 73.8%. Sick leave usage other than that converted has remained somewhat static over the same period. Usage has increased from an average 80.5 hours per employee per year pre-SLIP to an average 84.73 hours per employee per year post-SLIP. Data is available for each of the bargaining units in the centralized and DOT payroll systems. The average sick leave usage per employee in each unit, excluding conversion to vacation, is reflected in the first three columns of Table 6. As a result of reduced accruals and conversion rates and slightly increased usage of regular sick leave, the system-wide average sick leave balance has declined pre-SLIP compared to the average balance post-SLIP by nearly 7.9 hours per employee even though the average age and average length of service for the workforce has increased post-SLIP. The average age is up by one and a half years and the average length of service is up nearly five months. When focusing on those employees between the ages of 55 and 64 that benefit most immediately from the SLIP, the average sick leave balance is down more markedly. The average pre-SLIP balance was 749.17 hours. Post-SLIP, the average balance has dropped to 713.49, down more than 35.6 hours per person, or 4.75%. Sick leave usage for reasons other than conversion to vacation increased almost universally. Only SPOC and PPME experienced any decline in usage, and AF SCME security usage increased nearly 16%. The number of underlying forces influencing employee decisions on sick leave conversion and usage are numerous and likely run in the range of personal and professional to social and economic. The conversion of sick leave to vacation on a three for one basis has been reduced considerably as an outcome of the SLIP as reflected in Table 6. The SLIP covered employees utilize sick leave at a ratio of 3.51 to 1 compared to employees covered by the SPOC SLB program. Despite sick leave accrual rates that are more generous than those of SLB covered employees, the SLIP covered employees have an average sick leave balance 
just less than half of SLB employees. Possible contributors to these differences are that the peace officers as a group could be healthier due to fitness requirements, are younger by nearly seven years on average, less likely to be a female utilizing maternity leave, 61% versus 52.3%, and the fact that most are not required to use sick leave when injured on the job. Other possible explanation for a portion of the increased regular sick leave usage may be related to reduced staffing levels or increased workload. Units with the greatest increase of regular sick leave usage are AFSC ME Security and UE IUP Income Maintenance. AFSCME Security, as an example, is comprised primarily of correctional officers, 77.2%, and increases in offender populations have outpaced the growth in the number of officers. Over the period fiscal year 1989 through fiscal year 2013, the offender population increased from 3,322 to 8,081, an increase of 143.3%. At the same time, the number of officers increased from 857 to 1,423, an increase of 66%. As a result, the offender to officer ratio has increased from 3.88 to 1 to 5.68 to 1 to 5.68 to 1. The increased offender to officer ratio may be resulting in issues such as approving officers' requests for vacation and perhaps culminating in an increased incidence of sick leave usage. Sick leave at retirement. A review of actual payroll data for fiscal year 1996 through year-to-date fiscal year 2015 revealed that the average age at retirement has not changed significantly, decreasing to 61.95 years of age before the enactment of the SLIP compared to an average age of 61.53 years after enactment of the SLIP. During the same period, the average accrued and unused sick leave balance increased from 628.6 hours before the enactment of the SLIP to 729.2 hours after enactment of the SLIP. Of the 5,772 SLIP qualified employees that retired since its enactment, a total of 2,710 or 46.9% were not eligible because they had already reached the age of 65, 1,489, or they had a sick leave balance valued at $2,000 or less, 1,221. The 3,062 retirees that received an SLIP benefit had an average sick leave bank of 1,060 hours valued at an average of $27,396. A total of 74 SLIP retirees had an estimated sick leave bank valued at more than $100,000. The total value of the sick leave bank for these 74 retirees was $9.7 million. The utilization of this sick leave bank is estimated at $4.6 million or slightly over 47%. The residual value has been or will be forfeited. Four of these retirees had a sick leave bank with a value estimated at $652,140 and utilized $58,457 or 9% of the accumulated value. Comparatively, for fiscal year 1996 through fiscal year 2006, a total of 3,953 employees retired, excluding those retiring under the early retirement program of 2001, 2002, and 2004. Of those retirees, 2,074, or 52.5%, would not have been eligible for the SLIP because they had already reached the age of 65, 862, or they had a sick leave 
balance valued at $2,000 or less, $1,202. The remaining 1,879 retirees that would have qualified for the SLIP had a sick leave bank of 936 hours with an average value of $14,375. The national scene, the accrual rates for sick leave and personal leave, the uses of sick leave banks, limitations on accrual, and the benefits available to state employees at retirement with regard to health insurance are quite varied. This issue review does not include a comprehensive review of the benefits available to state employees across the country. Rather, it does summarize whether states allow the use of sick leave banks to pay insurance premiums, pay some level of cash for an employee's accumulated sick leave, or convert sick leave to credible service at retirement. Additionally, this issue review provides a summary by state indicating whether all or a portion of health insurance costs for retirees is paid by the state regardless of an employee's accumulated leave balances, see Table 7 and Appendix A. Nationally, the average number of days of sick leave accrued by state employees is 14 days per year and the most common accrual rate among the 50 states is 12 days of sick leave per year. The accrual rate in several states is based on length of service. For example, in Nebraska, a new employee accrues 12 days per year and an employee with 19 or more years of service accrues 30 days per year. However, Nebraska has one of the least generous sick leave at retirement policies allowing employees to, quote, cash out 25% of unused sick leave. In Alabama, employees accrue 12 days of sick leave per year with a limit of 1,200 hours on accrued and unused sick leave. However, Alabama permits retiring employees to cash out 50% of unused sick leave up to the 1,200 hour limit and pays up to 100% of post-retirement health insurance premiums for the life of the retiree depending on length of service. Many states with less generous sick leave accrual rates provide short-term, typically fewer than 90 days, disability insurance to state employees. Those states with more generous sick leave accrual rates require employees to utilize sick leave to cover short-term disabilities. 39 states pay for all or a portion of retired employees' health insurance independent of accumulated and unused sick leave, while 10 states permit retiring employees to convert sick leave to a pool of money to pay insurance premiums. There are 29 states that permit retirees to convert sick leave to cash and 23 states that allow conversion of sick leave to credible service for the purposes of increasing the retiree's pension benefit. All states but one provide for some compensation of unused sick leave at retirement. Vermont does not allow for compensation for unused sick leave but does pay up to 80% of the monthly premium for retiree health insurance. Conclusions. More than 4,100 state of Iowa employees have taken advantage of the early retirement incentive programs offered since 1988. Of the positions that were vacated as a result, more than 1,400 were eliminated costs associated with the early retirement incentive programs were relatively easily identified. While determining the true savings may be impossible due to lack of information and changes in the workforce, early retirement incentive programs can assist departments with the management of tight operating budgets and the avoidance of layoffs. The implementation of the SLIP has decreased aggregate sick leave accruals and usage. Statewide accruals have decreased by 14.1% and usage has declined by nearly 21%. The primary cause in reduced usage can be attributed to reduced conversion of sick leave to vacation. 
However, the usage of sick leave for other purposes has increased more than 5.2% over time, leaving the average balance of unused sick leave relatively unchanged. The SLB program for peace officers is long established and the behaviors related to the usage of sick leave of these employees are markedly different than the behavior SLP covered employees. The SLIP is still relatively new and it is unclear if the behavior of SLIP covered employees will ever mirror that of the peace officers covered by the SLB. Insufficient data exists to draw conclusions regarding behavior change related to sick leave usage over time between bargaining units or within a single bargaining unit after the implementation of SLIP. There are advantages to converting sick leave for the payment of health insurance premiums for both the employee and the employer. When the value of the sick leave is paid to the retiree in cash, the employee and the employer are required to pay Social Security and Medicare taxes. The employee also pays state, federal, and perhaps local income taxes. Conversion to pay health insurance under a plan that meets the requirements of Section 125 of the Internal Revenue Code avoids these tax consequences for both employee and employer. The staff contact for this issue review is David Hewton, Senior Legislative Analyst at 515-725-0509 from the Fiscal Division of the Legislative Services Agency. To see all charts, graphs, attachments, and internet address links, please go to the Iowa General Assembly website at www.legis.iowa.gov and click on the Publications tab at the top. Next, click on Fiscal Analysis in the gray area on the left. Scroll down and look under the heading Fiscal Publications and click on Issue Reviews.